Welcome to Split, the After Ever After podcast. We're here along with other experts and real people with real stories to help you navigate life after separation. Whether you're newly separated or divorced and co-parenting, listen now for tips and advice on how to build a foundation for a more peaceful future. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Split. We have a wonderful guest on the show with us today. He's the creator of Good Dad Movement, a social platform and apparel line meant to inspire a strong community of involved, hands-on dads. He's the man behind some of the funniest and most relatable parenting memes on the gram. Welcome to Split, Steven. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Ashley and Jennifer. Thank you. No problem. We're happy to have you here. You make me laugh. Uh, and give me a sense of, I don't know, sanity with my toddler uh, on the daily. Yeah, I'm glad I could uh, do that to at least one person. That's what it all comes down to for me. Absolutely. So can you just tell um, us and our listeners a little bit more about you, where you live, who who lives in your home, and uh, yeah. Yeah, so I'm 30 years old. I was born and raised in Long Island, New York. I'm the oldest of five siblings. Um, my daughter came into my life when I was 23, which since then has been a roller coaster of a life up until this point. Every day is a new challenge. Um, I live with my girlfriend now, and uh, my daughter's seven. Everything's great with her. Good dad movement's been awesome. I've met so many cool people throughout the process. So it's been a tough, a lot of struggle in my life growing up, but it kind of made me a better dad, I believe now. Absolutely. So um, I know we spoke about this before and you and your ex, uh, you were not married, but and obviously not together now. So can you just explain, you know, we've never, as I said to you before, we haven't had uh, a, a male guest yet. And can you just talk about, um, you know, the, the split um, from, you know, the dad's perspective and what co-parenting look like looks like for you and also how you came up with your parenting plan mm-hmm. sure that's a good question um, I never really actually I don't speak about it too much it was a really hard time you know for me at, the, at that time um, we got together we were young you know she's she's a lot younger than I am she was uh, 19 Haley was born so I, I just think that a lot of um, the struggle came from just the fact that we both were not really, we didn't have the experience, I should say, of being in that position. We were so young, you know, I, I wasn't looking um, at, at my future at the time, you know, I was just kind of doing it day by day, not like it was a planned thing. And uh, it got really, really hard, you know, we were just growing separately, you know, in different directions. and. We, we tried everything we could. I know I tried everything I could. And it got to the point where I started noticing that my daughter was becoming affected in ways, you know, to this day, like I see that she doesn't like when there's any yelling going on or any commotion, you know, she gets very like overwhelmed with that. And, and she was like that as a kid. I started noticing when she was, you know, two years old, two and a half, she was starting to get a little anxiety at a young age. And I kind of, felt like, you know, I was a little bit responsible for that with just, again, we, we were we were new parents. We didn't realize like that these kids listen to everything and, and they're really soaking it all in and you're just kind of caught up in the moment. So it got to a point where 
we we knew that a decision had to be made. It was just one of those hard decisions. I know for me, one of the reasons why it was so hard was because I understood kind of the reality of it. If I if we do decide to split, I know I'm not going to be able to see my daughter every day. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm very hands on. You know, like I'm very involved in my daughter's life, and I just knew I come from a divorced family. So, and side note everything is great with my family. I'm very lucky with that, but I understood that, you know, that is part of the game is that you, you kind of split that time with your kid, which was really, really hard for me. Uh, I knew I was going to move out, you know, like my whole life was going to change off of just making, trying to make the right decision for what's best for my kids. So it was a really, really hard decision to make, but we made that decision and it wasn't easy. It got harder, you know, after that, it didn't really, it took a few years um, before, me and her mother were able to get to a point where, you know, we can talk and not argue and be all about, be about the baby and just kind of be on the same page. Whereas right now everything's great, you know, like everything kind of happens for a reason. I guess that it needed to go through all that. But as of right now, I mean, I wouldn't change anything. We're, we're in a really good relationship. We're on the same page when it comes to our daughter. That's, that's really the most important thing at the end of the day. So that's pretty much like a, a summary of that period of my life was really hard. How do you think you um, got to that place? Like you said, it was really hard. Was it just, it was hard because arguing, like were you always right from the get-go wanting to have equal time? Like how did you guys figure out and then get to that good place now? So we were able to, you know, we decided that we weren't going to be together. We were able to come up with our own agreement. You know, we never had to fight Mm -hmm. in court or anything like that. Thankfully, yeah. you know, I think that I, I think that at the time, even though we didn't notice it, I believe that we both understood that we're both we're both good parents and we don't want it. We don't want it to be like that, even though at the time, you know, it was very scary, you know, and I always was nervous that something bad could have happened. And I made a lot of decisions mm-hmm. based off of just fear. But it winded up being a situation that we both kind of said, this is what we're going to do. We, we did it amicably together. We went to court and, and we took care of it that way. And as far as getting to that point, I mean, it was just I handled tough times one way and she handled tough times another way, you know. And, mm-hmm. and that's like probably the most important thing to have in common with somebody like you with is like, how do you handle adversity? Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm the type of person where I'm I was raised to just deal with it. You know, let's talk about it and let's just let's handle it now, even though it's it could be really hard or really easy. You got to deal with it right away. And, you know, sometimes it wasn't always like that. You know, she was the type where it was easier for her to kind of hold it in and project it sometimes. And it was, mm-hmm. you know, it got toxic at times where it was just a matter of not really knowing how to communicate when, when you look at it at the end of the day. So that stuff eventually mm-hmm. adds up and it gets to the point where it's like, hard to you're trying to find ways to be happy and you want to be happy and you're looking at your kid and you don't want your kid to grow up like that so Mm -hmm. again it was really a really hard time because because of the way i knew it was going to be so hard for me to detach my daughter in a way which it wanted up being probably the best thing that happened at the end of the day when you look back in hindsight it wanted up all working out but yeah leading up to that time was pretty hard Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So how are you able to communicate now, like with your ex now? Because um, sometimes with my clients, I'll, you know, if things are in conflict, we'll recommend, you know, don't text or, 
you know, right. limit pick up and drop off time. Like how have you guys managed to have amicable communication? We pretty much only speak unless it regards um, regards Haley. We've had a pretty – our schedule's been primarily the same this whole time. We, I have her every weekend, every Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then every Wednesday night. I go out there, I pick her up after school, or I'll just meet her there when I get out of work, and I'll just do homework with her on that night usually. I eat dinner, and I take her home. Nice. So That's great. It's been that way pretty much the whole time, like a consistent schedule. So we don't really talk too much right. about – we talk when there's a change in the schedule or if she needs me to get the baby, it's always just about her and it's a text. Um, a lot in the past when it was early on, it was too much communication. We would up yeah. writing about everything else and it's, it's torture. It becomes torture. So that's probably the biggest help is, you know, we're only going to talk about the baby right now and that's all that matters. And it gives that space and it allows both people time to just kind of separate a little bit because you, it's almost trying to be held on as long as possible. Yeah. It's not going to work. And then it just becomes worse and worse. So that space in the communication really help. Mm-hmm. Well, you're starting a whole new relationship. Like we talk about this a lot, you know, I mean, regardless of how long you've been together up until the split, now it's a whole new dynamic as co-parents right. and you're still parents, but the relationship between the two of you is entirely different. So, yeah. Yeah, and yeah I'm, really okay. I'm sorry. What was that? I was just saying it's it's okay to have that division. Like mm-hmm. I I see probably with my clients, it's a really common mistake is people think they're trying to do good, so they think like oh we're gonna be amicable, we're gonna be friends. But like you said, there's just too many opportunities to fight. Right? right? You're talking too much. You're interacting too much. Yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot early on in that space really helped out. Hmm. So you've you've moved on now. You have you're living with your girlfriend. Yeah. And can you talk a little bit about like that dynamic? Yeah, and that was another yeah. that was another challenge in, in mm-hmm. you know for the both of us. I've never been in a situation like that before, you know, where I have a child with one person that I'm not with, and I'm working on you know, building a relationship with somebody else. Mm-hmm. I got really lucky with her because, you know, she's she always understood i think maybe she trusted me too much or she never really like worried to the point where i felt like i had to worry about her she always knew that i was i, I had her best interest at mind all the time you know i communicated with her about everything even if it was stuff mm-hmm. that i knew was going to get her upset you know and it might be a little bit hard to talk about i kind of just forced us to kind of deal with all this stuff in real time yeah she never really felt out of the loop which helped you know she wasn't really shocked when things happened she always kind of was prepared if i knew that you know you could sense when it's like a i sense a fight with my ex coming along or something you know so i would try to prepare her as much as possible um so that she was a little bit it was a little bit easier for her to take it but communication is really like the main thing i talked to her about every single thing that was going on and i also went above and beyond and tried to just assure her that like, I truly do want to be with you. Like, you know, she went through a real hard time of wondering if it's, well, are you with me because it's not her and that just didn't work out. Like she had a hard time of understanding that I had, a yeah. relationship, you know, prior to her and there was a kid involved, you know, and it's like, I have yeah. to communicate with her and we kind of all have to work together at one, at some point. We all have to kind of mm-hmm. on page. So you do. Yeah. Yep. It, it was really hard. So the communication is probably the number one thing. If I didn't do that, who knows? You know, there's been a lot of things she was 
assuming in her head and taking all these feelings. And it gave her an opportunity to talk and tell me how she felt, you know, and I never made her feel bad for that. Like, I understood it had to have been hard. It was hard for me. And I was trying to be the blue in the middle, trying to just make everybody. Yeah, you're, you could you be know, in the middle for sure. Yeah, but I think that's where sometimes people can go wrong is like if you have the new partner trying to speak to the bio parent too quickly or try to develop a friendship or whatever the case may be like too soon, because, you know, if the other person's not ready for it, that can create a problem. Mm -hmm. Or if there is an issue and they're trying to step in, I, I feel personally that it should always kind of be if there's a, a big issue to be addressed, the bio parents speaking mm-hmm. directly, right? And not yeah. not yeah. putting, not setting the other person up for a conversation of, well, you're not the real parent, so. Right. right? But like, I think you made a really good point in keeping your new partner informed. Yeah. Yeah. And then, but that's tricky for her to be informed, but not. Want yeah, to hear to do anything about it. Yeah. yeah. yeah be informed, yeah. but not be able to do anything about it for yeah, sure. Right. Yeah. For sure. It's, it was really hard for the both of us, but it made us, made us, we have a really strong relationship because of it. You know, like mm-hmm. that's one thing about all the struggle at the end of the day is you wind up being better because of it. And the communication is what helped us get through it. Like I, I keep, I know I'm going to bring that up a million times, but that's like all I ever tell people, yeah. just talk it out, like really face yeah. it and deal with it. And then whatever happens, happens. At least you know you're honest and you, and you, and you spoke about it. Yeah, you do your best, right? That you conducted yourself, yeah, as best you could. and Absolutely. So is there anything that you would have maybe done differently in your journey that you maybe have, yeah, you would have done differently or that you would give as advice to another dad who's, you know, at the early stage of separation and beginning, you know, the co-parenting journey? Yeah, maybe. It's a tough one. I, I wouldn't change anything necessarily the one thing i would maybe focus more on is just focusing a little bit more on myself and Mm -hmm. the way Mm -hmm. i felt you know i like i said before there was a lot of fear when when i was going through that because i'd never been in that situation before i was always scared that my daughter was going to think differently because i'm not around as much or you know all these things that affected the decisions i made and it affected the way i moved and like i wasn't even thinking about me at all so if I could yeah. go back, I would like have a little more confidence in myself, like know that like my love for my kid is enough for my kid to love me no matter what. You know, I, yeah. I learned that as I went on that nothing actually ever affected my daughter's love for me. It actually just got better, like because I never changed. I always just devoted, made sure that my energy was for her. I don't mm-hmm. have to control what I can control. So if I was going to tell another father going through the situation, it's just love your kid with everything you have and just understand that that's really enough. Like love goes so long. Once you start to, you know, worrying about everything else and you're taking all that energy and you're putting it towards things that aren't necessarily going to make nobody happy. That's when things can really get kind of tricky in the situation. So you got to stay true to you and your kid and it always mm-hmm. will work out. If you're mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that consistency, like, Sometimes because of work schedules, I see with people that dads don't necessarily get equal time because they tend to be, not always, but they they tend to be more often the ones that have work schedules or working more outside the home, that sort of thing. But it can be so powerful for kids. Like you mentioned, you know, Wednesday nights doing this homework. Like if, you know, 
for the rest of, you know, till your daughter's 18 or whatever, like you're consistently, you're there, you're picking her up when you say you're picking her up, you're doing that homework. Like, I think that consistency and reliability of, of that influence in her life is, is can't be compared, right? Just Mm -hmm. having that parent to can't, to count on. Um, so it doesn't always have to be like the same time or, you know, sometimes what we think. Right. So that love, when you're talking about like, they just need love. It's like, it's true. That love and consistency and stability. It goes a long way, you know, to the point where, you know, my daughter looks forward to that. Even though, like, of course, Wednesday nights are usually only like two hours. But I get out there by the time we finish homework, because I'm trying to relearn how they teach math now, because it's just, yeah. And <laughs> how I learned it. We, she eats dinner. If I have time, yep. I'll, I'll give her a shower and get pajamas on. We're going home. You know, it's not like we're really, it's just that consistency, like you said, and it splits the week. Exactly. Really for me, too, because I don't have to go the whole Sunday to, to Friday again without seeing her. So yeah. It kind of splits my week yeah. up. And mm-hmm. I live close enough to where it's like it's perfect. You know, I just try to get there as much as possible. I think it's important to highlight that because I think a lot of people get discouraged because it, it doesn't work in their schedule. Like I said, to have equal times, so they feel discouraged that they won't be as much of a part of their child's life or something, but it can be so meaningful just to, yeah, grab that extra weeknight or something in the schedule to, that, and it can make a huge difference. Mm-hmm. You know, we hear a lot of um, moms really concerned about like it sounds like you were very involved you know from the start but in the dynamic where you know the work schedule might not be even and the mom is doing like the majority of the child rearing they say like I don't know how he's going to cope because you know he's never done some of these things before and you know what what would you say about that for me it definitely was a pretty easy transition into mm-hmm. it. Like I was changing diapers, I was getting a dress, I was picking her up. Name any part of the job of parenting, I, you know, I had no problem doing it. Like I love being a dad. It, to me, it was never like ever something I didn't want to do. So mm-hmm. it definitely helped in that transition. Like I said, the hardest thing was that I did I couldn't do couldn't do it more. You know, I wish I could yeah. every day. Like yeah. That was the part that I had to really come to grips with. You know, and just kind of face that back like this is the way it is right now and like i said i was nervous early on because i thought that was going to change things and mm-hmm. you learn that as long as you love your kid you just be there you know mm-hmm. I, I communicate mm-hmm. with her about everything even so much three years old she probably didn't understand what i was saying but i created <laughs> i created that habit of just talking about every little thing so that we're always on the same page like i kind of went maybe overboard with the situation because yeah. I was just worried all the time. Yeah. It winds up, like I said, just working out where, you know, we couldn't mm-hmm. be closer right now. It's, it's awesome. That's so nice. Yeah. I do think we do have to give, um, we were talking about earlier, like give dads more of that opportunity that maybe in the marriage, they might not have had that role because mom, again, stereotypically, but, but usually, um, you know, mom was stepping in more and doing more of the child rearing kind of roles, but doesn't mean that dad can't step up and do that. We need to kind of give space to, to leave that opportunity. And, and it's, it's, I see with my clients, it's hard for mom sometimes because dad's going to do it different and it doesn't necessarily mean that's wrong. Yeah. Um, but it's often very different from mom's way. So we got to kind of you leave some space to say like different 
still might be great. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and but it's not going to be how it's done before. You'd be surprised how many dads will, will surprise you that it's it just comes natural to most most dads. When you have a kid and you look at it and you hold it, you want to do absolutely everything for it. And a lot of it is probably because it's just that stereotypical way they don't get that chance to do it. They kind of you yes. habits of just yeah. doing it one way. But you'd be surprised when you have your kid and you got to take care of it. You're going to take care of your kid. For the most yeah. part, some people don't, you know, and, and that's just a whole other thing. But for the most part, you'd be surprised. Yeah, I wonder sometimes with, with dads if the if some that don't are because they don't get the support and encouragement that they could. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's sort of just not even presented as an option. It's like, this is not your place. So, yeah, you know, it doesn't, yeah. doesn't become something that they do. This actually feels like a good like transition into good dad movement mm-hmm. um, and your branding, which I really love. You've got some awesome apparel. Um, you. Can you talk a little bit about, you know, the message behind it and what, you know, what, what inspired you to start it? Yeah. So I created that page, I want to say a couple of years ago, purely just because I wanted to build a brand that highlighted fatherhood good parenting, mm-hmm. good fathering, um, committed fathers, active fathers, because there's a lot of them out there. And like we were just talking about, you know, they kind of get overlooked sometimes just because of this, mm-hmm. the way things are projected to look like and social media. And honestly, social media is kind of when you open up and see that there's a lot of dads out there that are hands-on. You know, mm-hmm. great yeah. For that. So that was my main inspiration. And as far as the memes and, and creating the page, like I just love making people laugh. Yeah. Parenting is hard. There's a lot of challenges yeah. in parenting. So it's a way to vent and to laugh at the hard times. I've made great relationships with a lot of parents. And you get the, the DM every now and then if somebody says thank you, you know, and that's like so important to me. I, I talk to people all the time that are going through similar situations that just really, they know what they have to do. It's just sometimes you just need somebody to talk to that understands what you're going through. Even if you, I don't say anything back. I just tell them I, I totally get it and that's normal and I've been there and it's going to be okay. Like sometimes just hearing that mm-hmm. is going to change, you know, the, the direction that somebody might go, you know, with their decisions. So that's my main inspiration for that. I just want to build a culture. You know, it's cool to be a good dad. It's cool to be a parent. It's cool to want to stay home with your kids instead of do something with your friends. Like that's, that's cool. And I wanted to create a place where, you know, everybody can kind of come together and, and laugh about it, have fun with it, you know, wear some cool stuff and represent it, you know, like just a, a culture. Yeah. I love that. Cause I think in a lot of the um, media that you see in images and pics that you see, I've noticed sometimes, well, it's definitely predominantly mom with the kids, yeah. But a lot of times dad is kind of the butt of the joke, right? Yeah. Of like dad's like the dumb guy in the corner, whatever, like, and, and not showing, yeah, the active or dad's just like fixing something in the garage yeah, or doing. So I think like dad with kids, like interacting there present with kids okay. is needs to be seen much more. Yeah. And that's, that's the goal. And I, you know, I'm constantly creating new ideas of trying to come up with different ways to be creative and make content for people to interact with. So it's been really, really fun. Hmm. Yeah. And like, no pressure on you or anything, but there is a real lack of um, like male dominant uh, co-parenting material mm-hmm. there or like single dad 
stuff. Right. I know mm-hmm. you you have a, a partner now and stuff, but um, yeah, like I've I've had a couple of men message me and say, you know, what about some content for the guys? And yeah. you know, my branding is just kind of directed more towards women, but it's really true. Like I, you know, after the second or third message, I kind of thought maybe I should be doing more content like that because they're you know there it's hard for everyone yeah regardless of your gender yeah yeah and it's only kids that are going to benefit right if both parents are strong 100 percent. that's what it's all about at the end of the day mm-hmm. you know like i grew up my parents were divorced and they're best friends still like it's a weird situation mm-hmm. where you know my mom got remarried and everybody's friends and like if i bring a stranger or one of a friend into my situation they look at me like you guys are crazy because they're not used to that every friend i've had growing up they had divorced parents, their parents weren't really nice to each other, you know, so mm-hmm. coming from where I come from, I see the, the benefits for me. Like I never grew up having issues with love or all these things that you see kids grow up when their parents are apart. Like I knew what family was my whole life. I always had it. I just had a bigger family, mm-hmm. there, you know, because my parents put us first and, and stuck together, yeah. it wasn't always easy. And I know, you know, it was hard for the both of them in the beginning of it, but they put their, their stuff aside and for, for us, and it really paid off for me and my siblings. So that's kind of where I'm trying to go with it now. Um, I am going to do a podcast. I am in the process of working on that. And that's, that's something that I would want to talk about, you know, talk about and have an outlet where I could talk about that and bring fathers on and you know, mm-hmm. create similar to what, what you ladies are doing. So I'm just trying to pay attention, learn how it works and, Hopefully, I could be as good as yours. <laughs> oh, that's so exciting! And thank yeah. you. <laughs> no, I think what you're doing is important, and I like what you said it um, when you mentioned just making it like cool not to go out with your buddies and be home with your kids. Yeah. It's like we don't really see that either in mm-hmm. in media and represented. Right. Yeah, I'm just trying to be real, you know, and just yeah. Know, I think that's I don't cool. Put on a front like everything is perfect because it's not. No, mm-hmm. often it's not. You know, it's really. always trying to crawl through and just get to being in a place where you're happy at the end of the day so trying to show that as much as i can well i cannot wait to listen to your first podcast episode and hear more about that and hear you talk even more about your experience um thank you so much for coming on the show today steven we really love speaking with you and hearing your story and you know what a great role model you are for dads everywhere i appreciate Mm -hmm. that Tell our, tell our listeners now the best way to connect with you on Instagram and your store as well, your online store. Instagram is at Good Dad Movement, and my store is www.supportgooddads.com. Constantly coming up with cool stuff. I have a, a woman's line that I want to come out with. All right. It's going to be awesome. I'm really excited about that. So please log on, get yourself some cool stuff. It's all pretty cool. It is really cool stuff. I love the toques. Those are really cool. Thank you. I think it could be a cool uh, gift, like from one co-parent to another, right? Yeah, that's to a great give, idea. Yeah, yeah, to give your co-parent because it's pretty hard to think of what to get them. So yeah, like, Father's Day is good. coming up. Yeah, that would Father's be a really Day. good gift. Oh my gosh! Yeah, okay, I'm gonna get on that. <laughs> cool. Yes, thank you. I'm sure we'll be speaking again. And uh, I mean, I'm on your page on the daily, so I'll be creeping you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Bye. Bye.